I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. Anyway, I'm recording now. Anyway, I'm recording now. Anyway, I'm recording now. Anyway, I'm recording now. Alistair, I'm recording now. Can you see me recording now? I have pressed the button. That's how I record the podcast. Welcome to Two in the Think Tank. This is the show where we try and come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy and the man over there uh, making the mouth noise uh, is Alistair Trombley Virtual. G'day, everybody. How you bloody going? Uh, uh, it's nice <laughs> to be here. Uh, what were you about to say? Uh, I, I, I was going to say that I just enjoyed the way that you kept the beat going oh, underneath my uh, my just, introduction. I, I can't believe we've never done that just before. felt like a thing that a pro would do. Yeah, it really you know? feels like yeah. maybe we've matured. I think we've really grown in these uh, 43 or so, 40 is, so episodes. This is episode 43-ish. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they say that 43 is the new... Uh, is the f- new... Th- 23. Oh, you know, I hear 165 is the new 279. You never hear a 13-year-old say, you know, I hear 48 is the new 28. You never hear a 13-year-old say that. <laughs> you never even, you wouldn't, you certainly wouldn't see it, hear, even hear it. You, I can barely picture it, Andy. Look, I can barely say it. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't hear. I can barely get it out. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't certainly, you wouldn't hear a 28-year-old saying, 48 is the new 28. Okay? In I fact, you'd only to. probably hear a 48-year-old, if anything, saying 48 is the new 28. And I think what they're saying is yeah. that 48 is the new age at which you say this is the new previous age. Whatever age you are is now the new old age. So... Young age. Look, I didn't follow your logic no. all the way through. But, but you know, uh, the, the listeners, they're very, they're very switched on. You know, 40 is the new 40 is the new 20. 40 is the new 20 is the new 50 is the new 30. Whoa. Something like that? Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I would have to sit in a dark room in a corner by myself and meditate on that to understand it. But, uh, but I think it's good. I think it's good. Alistair, can I run something by you? Yes. I just, I'm just, it's just going to be me analyzing one of my particular flaws. I should just mention, welcome to Two in the Think Tank. Oh, you, you already, you already, yeah, ex- I already did this, already did it. I'm sorry. I did this while you were doing the beat. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're undermining a lot of the professionalism well, you established well, earlier this on. Is, this is the kind of thing <laughs> the pros do, is they, they, they check in. They check in with the listener later on. Yeah. We're checking in, guys. You're still listening to just Two in the <laughs> Think Tank. I'm Alistair Trombley Virgil, and this is Andy Matthews. All I'm right, still hit. here, still sitting here. Let's hear your idea, Andy. Um, no, it's just me analyzing a particular flaw of mine. All right. And Which might, one? But it might... Well, exactly. <laughs> Where do we start? Yeah. But it might be something that's broader that other people can relate to. Sure. Who knows? Uh, what it is, I, I was doing some cleaning up today. Yeah. And I've just noticed a thing that I do all the time is I'll look at somebody else's thing yeah. and say, why do we have this piece of junk? I'm going to ask them to throw it out. Yeah. When it's completely surrounded by a sea... Of my junk. Yeah. Like I have the ability to lock in on somebody, the only thing in entire space that belongs to somebody else and be like, look at this useless piece of crap. Piece of crap. Mm. I can't believe this is still cluttering up. It would be better. They'd thank me if I threw this out. Yeah. It's just destroying their all their lives. lives would be better if the yeah. thing wasn't in there. I should bring this up. Um, and see if there's something we can do about it. Well, I would say that maybe it's um, it's because once you know a possession belongs to you, you just see it as part of yourself. Yeah. Right? And so you look at somebody else's... It's like if you were moving out alone. Yeah. You'd move in with all your stuff. But you wouldn't allow somebody else to move in with you because you're moving in alone, which is why you wouldn't want their stuff in your house. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, you know, you never say, hey... Uh, do you mind? Uh, I see you've got a new place. Yep. Do you mind if uh, my some of my stuff moves in with you? And, Can uh, I keep just keep some stuff at your house? Nobody would like that. 
I know people who have left stuff at other people's houses just for like a year or two, and they sold it all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. And I think... Some of it they got drunk and just gave away. The extension of the self thing is very interesting, right? Mm. But also a, a, a less interesting one... Is, yeah. is is the other the theory that I came up with to explain it today is that like if something belongs to you, you can look at it and imagine, oh, this is a useful thing. You know what you're going to use it for. You're like, I could yeah. use it for this and this and this and this. And then you look at the other thing and you say, oh, that belongs to them. There's nothing I can do with it. Therefore, it is useless. Well, I could see, I I could see in the future how it could continue to be a burden to me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I could really use this as a burden. Yeah. Oh, uh, this could really get in the way. This is a real multi-purpose burden. Not only does it take up space, I could also trip over it. Yeah. I have to dust it occasionally. Uh, uh, a child might choke on it. Yeah. It's a, Two children? Maybe my child? It's a, it's a hazard. Yeah. It's, a, it's probably the leading cause of death yeah. in this country. Absolutely. Uh, heart disease is probably linked to stress caused by other people's possessions in your house. <laughs> But like an extension of then that idea of like looking at something that belongs to someone else and being like, what could they possibly be going to use that for? Like they're never going to use it. Yeah. It's just like looking at someone else's body and being like, what are you doing with that thing? Yeah, you can't. It's no good to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, It could also be like when you have something, maybe this is deep ingrained, but when you when you own something, it's something that could lead to you uh, mating. You know, it could be an opportunity yeah. for for reproduction or something like that. You go if I if I keep this little box of screws. <laughs> That's at one that, point, that is what I was throwing out today. It was lots of yeah. I was going through the workshop, throwing out lots of boxes of screws. Yeah, that could build the nest. Yeah, you know, this the, could turn out to be crucial. Yeah, like a bower bird. You you are exactly like a bower b- bird, except for instead of blue things. Is I'm a the, bower boy. You're the bower boy. <laughs> All right, I think that's our first sketch is the Bower Boy. <laughs> the Bower Boy, and he's just arranging. Is he? What's he? What's he done? Is he in a house? Is it things that are blue? Or? Um, well, actually, I've, I've read a thing in National Geographic about Bower Birds recently. Yeah. There's all different kinds of Bower Birds that collect different types of stuff, and there are some that collect sort of grey, greeny things. Um, a lot of them have something to do with like a similarity to their foliage, right. plumage. Well, not foliage. I mean, they're this, not covered in leaves. This one wouldn't be. I mean, maybe this bower bird only uh, collects things that are like hard rubbish, but also you know, or or things that are because I mean, in a way, you are kind of doing a thing like that where where you know you know don't really do it so much now, but you are you would collect stuff that is from a certain era, yeah, and that has a certain feel, yeah, and look absolutely. To it. In the same way, like you know, maybe a with his bower bird brain. Uh, he's he he can only pick colors. He, you know he doesn't he doesn't go for like you know he he doesn't give a shit about Art Deco or Art Nouveau or <laughs> you know a bower bird that only collects <laughs> Art Deco. Art Deco. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like it's it's a real evolutionary niche. <laughs> I mean they're probably on the verge of extinction. I'd say the yeah. Art Deco bower bird. <laughs> yeah, but 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 Darwin s- s- saw him and he and he and he uh, theorized that out there somewhere there's a female yeah. who has the exact same, same taste. taste. Yeah, <laughs> in, in like twenties <laughs> design yeah. and architecture. Slightly kind of like uh, geometric. Yeah, nice geometric mm. shapes and kind of nice script and things. Mm. And yeah, sort of kind of bold, almost kind of cubisty kind of paintings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's uh, look a bowerbird that only collects Art Deco. I'm um, please write that down as a sketch right, because I think there's look. really something to it. But like you you're 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 comparing this to me and my, you know, picking up things off the side of the road, hard rubbish stuff, and bringing it home. Yeah. And that's yes, that's definitely a thing. But like. You know, everyone does it. It's just that I was picking it up off the side of the road. Yeah. So Closer to like a bird would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more like a bird. Yeah. But, you know, everybody, when they get stuff, yeah. is in some sense being like, I'm going to bring that back. I'm going to arrange that around the front of the nest. And then the the mate is going to see it. Yeah. And then I'm um, going to do a dance. And uh, with any luck... I'll be able to whip put, around the back of the old bower. Put my end away. Get my end away. Yeah. 
Put um, your end away. Uh, yeah. No, that's very different. Get it. You want to get it away. You want to get it away? Get it away. Like it's it's like it's like somebody else is putting it away for you. Yeah. You say get it away and they put it away. Get it. <laughs> Come on, get it away. Get, get it away. away. Get it away now. Round the back. <laughs> Round the back. I'm, I'm oh. just you know it's that, it's that thing with the Yeah, dogs. I know with sheep dogs. Yeah, sheep dogs. Sheep dog trials. I know, but then you're not going to be a, a bower sheep dog, are you? All right. Sheepdog trials, okay? <laughs> There's a lawyer. He's a sheepdog. Yep. There's a jury of 12 other sheepdogs. In the... <laughs> sheepdog trials. In the in the witness box. Alistair? Yeah, it's a sheepdog. It's a sheepdog. Yeah. Who's in the judging box? Uh, babe? Babe, a pig. Pig in the city. Pig in law school. Then pig in, <laughs> in, in, in court. And then pig in the judge's chair. This pig is, in the judge's chair. Sort of he looked great in a wig. Absolutely. Pig in a wig. Hey, pig in a wig. <laughs> um, forget the sheepdog trials. Yeah, you think so? It I'll amuses look, me. Yeah, I think, but it's, a, it's not. It's not. It's not. There's nothing there. Well, it's 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 an illusion. It's a it'd, mirage. It'd have to be like one of those kind of Sesame Street um, things. Has something gone wrong? Yeah. So no no sheepdog trials. Excellent. That's a big <laughs> that's a big weight off my mind, Andy. My mind cannot carry a lot of weight, so it's it's great that you were carrying so much. Your mind of it. is not a beast of burden, Alistair. It's not a sheer horse, shire horse. Sh- it's not a sheer horse. It's not a shire horse. It's not a chia horse. Ch 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 chia horse. <laughs> is that like a just a terracotta horse that you put seeds around? I feel like we could we could bring back the chia pet thing if we just. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's got to be something you can do in terms of, like, making... Did they experiment with making the Chia pet, like, in the shape Conscious? of the... Like, did they even look into the concept of Chia consciousness? Yeah. <laughs> did they explore it at all? Yeah. I want to know, did they look into making them, like, it, it a famous person's head? And then you I grow hair I'd, I thought I'd on, like, one a Billy Joel. With Obama's or, head. Or, or Obama, is what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe I've seen that. Okay, so there is a Chia Obama out there. I think so, yeah. Well, maybe, uh, now that Sia is very famous. Yeah. Uh, Ch-ch-ch-sia. Sia, Sia pet. Uh, but it could, but it's still a Chia pet. Still a Chia pet, but with Sia. Sia's head, so ch Sia. Okay. The only problem with that is yeah. Sia is notorious for not letting anyone know what her face looks like. It's fine. So the branding kind of falls down. Both sides are the back of her head. That's very good. Yeah. It certainly it actually simplifies it a lot. And it has to be like one of those kind of like spider plants instead of the, the curly haired, like those curly plants, because the curly plants would be more suited to somebody with curly hair, whereas she's got real straight hair. You're really moving a long way away from the original Chia concept. Uh, but like, you know, like and a And then grass. the rhyming does it, is it's not, it's not... Ch 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 see a spider pet. Yeah, or spider plant. Ch 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 see a grass. Seagrass. Seagrass. Yeah, seagrass. Ch 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 seagrass. Did you ever watch? No, I reckon there's something we can do with chia pets. Yeah. What what is it like? The idea that there's maybe it's a new form of agriculture. Yeah. Maybe like you know like there's hydroponics, and then there's chia ponics. Right, we actually found that there's something about the shape of a porcupine's back mm-hmm. that uh, actually is the most efficient form of uh, agriculture. Of sort of like uh, of of running water along its back. Mm, mm. It um, works on so many levels: the nutrients, the exposure to sun. Yeah, I mean, like there's art, uh, art agriculture, you know, <laughs> art agriculture. So you just kind of grow plants and things that are also works of art at the same time. Yeah. But they're also there for, uh, you know, human consumption, which is what everything is there for, exists for. <laughs> in a way. Uh, so are we talking like in the future there's a kind of a convergence of art and agriculture to uh, create art agriculture? Well, yeah, maybe, I mean, like, you know, con- y- we've already done a bit of a convergence between science and agriculture, right? Mm. You know, so we kind of use science to sort of push yeah. it forward. So a lot of it's, you know, trial and error. It's just a, just a guy in a field doing a bit of trial and error, test, you know, trying some seeds, going, yeah. oh, these peaches taste pretty good. <laughs> you know, like that. It's just like, you know, just changing changing what a tomato looks like from over a over hundred years. <laughs> How long do you think it took? Oh, so you go, you got something. <laughs> Pitch a 
a buddy cop duo called Trial and Error. And <laughs> <laughs> one of them's really bumbling and incompetent. Guess what he's called? Error. Correct. Yeah. And then there's Trial. Maybe he's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he's an ex-lawyer. He's an ex-lawyer. That's the show. It's called Trial and Error. Dun, dun, dun. And, uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, that, and basically no, they, the right they proceed towards finding the, <laughs> the culprit by a series of wild guesses <laughs> and then learning from failure. So it's kind of like the battleship method of, of finding people. You know, yeah. you ever play battleship? Yeah. You know, so you just go, ah, what about there? And you just kind of shoot. <laughs> yeah. There's something interesting about the, like, the idea of exploring, trying to solve a crime by being like, well, let's just say it was this guy. Yeah. Let's just assume it, he's definitely guilty. Where does that get us? And so, but this is without getting any facts. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so you're just, you're really taking a wild guess. You're just flicking through the phone book. <laughs> yeah. Martin's Sonitaire. I think I think a I do, look I like the idea of trial and error. I'd l- at least like to see a, a you know a trailer for trial and error, you know for the movie trial and error trailer. Yeah, tr- exactly. I'd like yeah. to trial a trial and error trailer, um, like like uh, Starsky and Hutch, yeah. Tango and Cash, trial and error. Yeah, and the two guys from Bjorn Trial and <laughs> Lenny Error. Yeah, oh, Lenny Gavin. No. Gavin Error. Jared. Jared Error. <laughs> yeah, Jared Error. Jared Error. Um, okay, cool. And what's their first crime that they have to solve? So You fucked up this time, Error. Yeah. You made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, and so like murder? Is yeah. it always murder? I think it's always murder. Okay. If so it's not murder to begin with, it is by the time they finished. <laughs> And no, it's exclusively tax fraud. Actually, <laughs> a uh, also a you know Tango and Cash or uh, Stacey and Hutch style film where they are like you know investigating purely paperwork, white collar crime, white collar crime. Yeah, is is good as well. Well, it's just I mean it's it's it would be so difficult to show on film to make it uh, enjoyable, you know, because yeah. it's a lot of people just shuffling through papers. Well, I think that's looking at the raw challenge. Data. I think that's entirely the where the humor would come from. Wow. Yeah. Possibly, you know, the 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 dramas when the photocopier breaks down, you know. Well, I mean, using white collar crime and 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 uh and sort of lots of information as a as the uh, background or the or the foreground for this thing kind of allows you to do pretty much anything because you can go look. I found this in here, yeah, like that, and uh, and then I don't know. I can just send you on wild, wild chases, wild directions. Okay, so are you combining white collar crime and trial and error? Yeah, I think so. Like like or, the, or just the the finding of white like you know the solving of white collar crime. Yeah, uh, maybe using trial and error or as a kind of a like a comedy cop show. Yeah, I I think that's I think that's good. Yeah. I think a comedy cop show, white collar crime, called white collar, it's great. Nothing really happens, and at the end, somebody gets a significant fine, or they get placed under house arrest. Yeah, <laughs> or accidentally you're shot. <laughs> you're going to be spending a lot of time in the big house, and by that I mean your, your house, because <laughs> you're really rich. Really rich, and I'm going to make you go home. We're going to fine you, you a small are, amount. You sir are grounded. I think that's a fun idea. Wait, yeah. I mean, is trial and error going to be the cops in the white collar no, crime No, I thing? think they're two separate ideas. Because right. I want to see trial and error. I want to see them really fucking up big. Yeah. And that, I need action scenes. I need car chases. Yeah. And they, you know, error, they just drive in the wrong direction. Just like, let's go like, this way. Left! Like, yeah. Like, I mean, the way that not even the tires are pointing in. Yeah. They're just going... Is error blind? Uh-huh. You, yeah, but you only find out in the third season. <laughs> <laughs> You've been blind this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, yeah, it's one of those. It's like it's like you know, not not 
playing a character <laughs> like he's a minority or something like that. Yeah. So he's blind, <laughs> but he doesn't play it like he's blind. Like he drives and stuff. <laughs> now I'm picturing like someone was black, but you didn't find out till the third yeah. season. Well, maybe it's because he's been using like so you don't know you didn't realize, but he's been using uh, echolocation. Echolocation. There's mm. more people than you think that are using echolocation these days. Alistair, are you using echolocation? You make a lot of mouth noise. Why do you think I'm always I'm always uh, doing clicking, that? Yeah, clicking do- and popping. I'm not. You know. I mean, those people should also be uh, echolocation people. They should be blending it a bit more with the beatbox, because yeah. if they, they instead of going. When o- only when they need it, mm-hmm. they could be doing it like lay down a beat. Yeah, and then they can see everywhere. Freestyling. What if they can see behind themselves success. as well? Ooh, Daredevil in Marvel Comics can. By the way, I'm writing White Collar Crime. Oh yeah, and also Trial and Error. Both good ideas. Both solid. Um. And then, of course, there's Trial and Era, which is the prequel to Trial and Error, and it's set in the uh, 1500s, which is a completely different era. And uh, but Trial's the same; he's gone, he's gone back in time. What was Trial's first name? Uh, uh, oh, Bjorn. Bjorn. Bjorn Trial. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Jared Error. Yeah, Jared Error. Yeah. But you don't need to write down that much detail, Alistair. We'll, like, uh, I mean, we'll hash uh, but, that out in the what, writer's what, room. What kind of like I'd like to bring crime. that to the table, to be honest. I don't think we should... Uh, what kind the of producers are going to have a really weigh in on that. They're going to have an opinion. And yeah. the network execs, they, you know, they, how they get involved in that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, White-collar crime. Red tape. Bureaucracy. <laughs> six to eight week waiting times. You're watching White-collar <laughs> Yeah, filing. Filing. <laughs> Minutia. Oh, great word. Yeah? yeah. Minutia is a great word. Minutia. Um, it is all about l- the a details. A little bit of pusha, pusha in minutia. Do they have a friend that's a computer in White Collar Crime? <laughs> or one of them? Yes, and also in Trial and Error. <laughs> in both of them, they have a friend who's a computer. When we get our whatever... When I just I just say when like I'm an idiot. Um, <laughs> when we get our uh, our own show of some sort or film, uh, the, our signature thing rather than a style should just be that there's <laughs> always a, a talking computer. <laughs> that, that's, that's how you knew it was one of Hitchcock's films yeah. <laughs> because there was always that scene with the talking computer. <laughs> yeah. Um, White collar crime. Anyway, oh yeah, I mean white collar crime. One of them could have Google Glass. That's great. You know, uh, because now it's now defunct as of today. Oh really? Today they've stopped officially selling it. Wow. Or today's the last day they're officially selling it. Google Glass, it's all over. In its current form, at least. But you know, Bryn yeah. Bryn stopped wearing it. Yeah, that's got to be embarrassing, right? Oh. Like they really like of all the things. For you to use, you really have to be seen to be using it, to be using it. You know, oh, yeah. like it's very abundantly clear whether or not you're using Google Glass. Yeah, well, my my theory is that... You could have just said, no, I invented an invisible one. It's invisible now. Yeah, well, that's what he had to, that's what he would have had to say. Because uh, this is my th- theory, is that you can't underestimate the power of... Uh, something being slightly embarrassing to use. Yeah. Right? And Dorky. Yeah, and so it's it's slightly embarrassing to use, then there's the part of, like, talking to somebody and then they've got a camera in their face. Same thing with the Segway. It, it, you just look a little bit too silly <laughs> for it to be accepted. You, you have... The level of arrogance you need in order to be able to wear it is too high Yeah. in order for, nobody has for the like, standard person. Nobody has that much... Like street cred to burn. Yeah. Like even like, do you think Jay Z could have pulled it off? Like the Google Glass. Oh look, Kanye. Do you think if they'd got Kanye in the Google Glass? I just think in his in 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 Kanye's community, like you know, yeah. in, in the area the can, that he Kanye-unity. Yeah, Kanye-unity. Um, <laughs> him and his and his uh, 
you know entourage of people that he hangs around with mm-hmm. i just feel like it it it, it the just w- entourage. it would not have been cool yeah and yeah even his even his uh very high ego i mm-hmm. think he just doesn't he just doesn't need to have that kind of strain put upon it <laughs> 24/7 you know yeah well it's like um maybe kanye's ego is like a um you know, like a sports car, like a finely tuned sports car. It's definitely car. like a finely and, tuned and, sports car. And, you know, those car. those kinds of things, they actually can't be fiddled with. Like, they operate extremely effectively. Mm. But if you um, you change one little thing, yeah, it's all over. Because they're so finely tuned. Absolutely. He can't go out with a bit of spew on his shoulder. You know, he's got a kid, <laughs> but he's got to be careful about spew. Yeah, Kanye does have a kid. That seemed to all happen very quickly. Yeah. Well, the marrying, the getting the kid. It did. There's I blinked, and then Kanye was a dad. Well, it's because there's that, there's that element of, like, you don't really believe it because there's been so many of those kind of high-profile couples that get together, w- and it seems like it's very convenient because it just it, it only works to increase each other's yeah, profile. Yeah, yeah, The sort of Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise and the Tom Cruise and Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman and Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Jennifer... Uh, you know, uh, Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt, all these kind of things that are very high profile. You think they wouldn't last, but then you bring a kid into it, and then you go, <gasps> "Oh, last." I locked that down. Although that being said, Katie Holmes and Tom Cruise did have a kid. Did have a kid, and then it didn't last. Didn't last. <gasps> so, kids, yeah. they're not—they don't have the sticking power that you uh, you expect. They're not the glue. That's true. They're not glue. Kids aren't glue. You know, and, and also Kidman and, and... Did Kidman and Tom Cruise have kids? Like, they didn't give birth to kids together, but they I think they adopted kids. That's an interesting one. Yeah. A lot of famous people adopt kids. Why is that? Oh, they got to keep their vaginas intact? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh. No, I look. I, really, I don't actually think that that's a solution. I was saying something silly. But, <laughs> but, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if your money is coming somewhat from your figure... Mm. You're trying to not put it through too much stuff? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, call in and uh, give us your answers. Why are you not choosing not to have kids as an actor? I'm really glad that my money isn't coming from my figure in any way. Yeah. Well, it it sort of is. You know, your face is part of your figure. It's true. I get my money from my face. <laughs> well, some of it, you know. It's yeah. like it's, it, well, it's thinking and, and talking and... Thinking with your face. And and even though that's in your face head thing. that it happens, all the output is through your face. I Actually, really... Look, I, I would not do well without my face. I really am very scared of getting disfigured the, the, in some way. The people with no face are very... Uh, it's, a, it's quite an oppressed minority. They're not oppressed, like, you know, outwardly. People aren't oppressing them, but it's... But I think they're just not leaving the house. Yeah. I think the people without a face. I mean, There's gee whiz. It's the self-oppressed, but but it's also it's because of the fear of judgment. Yeah, I know. Has fear of judgment well, ever? They're just trying to save face. Does 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 fear of judgment help anything? Is there anything? Is there a power that we can uh, harness in the fear of judgment? Yeah, yeah. I like, I like to generate electricity. Maybe. Like yeah. Ang- <laughs> yeah. Social anxiety is like a as a form of renewable energy. Yeah. Self-doubt. Sure. Um, I, I like, you know, possibly. You know, like, what do we get? A whole lot of shy people on a treadmill in the corner of a room just trying to back away from a conversation with an attractive uh, other uh, or otherwise gender. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, there's, there's got to be something good that can come from this. There's that, that, you know, three people trying to back away from from the center of a room but you know stuck on a treadmill that could power a light in the middle of the room <laughs> that allows them to keep seeing each other and keep backing away it's it'd basically perpetual. just be a perpetual feedback loop there yeah yeah um but you know look at the moment i don't know if i've found any solutions alistair would you feed your back feed my back how would you feed your back like if my back was hungry yeah if your back had a mouth okay in the middle of your back i think maybe i would just put the food on a plate and then just kind of back into it <laughs> <laughs> or lay near the table, or lay, lay on my side on the table, or I could have it down on a, on my bed. It would be a very messy process. Well, I it depends. You have like a big messy sticky hole in the middle of your back. Oh, so it's just a, like it doesn't it, like it has. Does it have a mouth and like a tongue and and? I think it has lips. 
Yeah. They're quite flappy. Flappity lips. Yeah. Um, and I think you've got to, like, this is your challenge. How do you, what do you do? I'm considering, like, some kind of little fishing rod thing over the shoulder. Sure, sure. Like a selfie stick? Yeah. Like a selfie stick, but with, like, with, like, a sausage at the end? Yeah. Would you force your back to be a vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that if I'm a vegetarian, then my back is also a vegetarian. <laughs> what if your back is a completely other person and like uh, has its own opinions and things? That would be really interesting. Like if our, if if there were two, if we had like a face on the front and then just a face on the back of the head, and it was just like we were just like symmetrical in that plane, mm. you know, and and then another set of genitalia on the other side, you know? Yeah. Well, because then you'd have to be. It would be like a. A real push. You know, sort of like a house share, but like a body share. Yeah. Um, what are those ones? What are those apartments called? Timeshares. You know, people go like, "Oh, it's a timeshare," but this would be more like usage of body share. Yeah, body um, space. Well, maybe it's it's, th- it's a thing in the future, right? Yeah. This is which is a great place to set sketches. Oh, I love it. Uh, the future. Um, there's because of uh, loss of resources. Yeah. And there's not enough space. For people to live, you know, like there was a thing where I think I'm pretty sure in Singapore they split the school day. So um, some kids go to school from like eight until one and then some kids go from school to school from like one until six or something like that. Really? Yeah. Just um, because uh, there was it was too much load? on, on, there's, the, just on n- the s- there's just not enough room. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so they've got to make more efficient use of things. Sure, sure, sure. Maybe in the future we're like, look, we can't afford to have all these people going around with a front and a back. Okay. Yeah. It's just redundant. Let's mm-hmm. get. Let's. Go, we're going to use the back now, and we're going to merge people together. So You're going to have another, someone else on the other side. Yeah. Right. So. So. Okay. So it's not like. So it's not like we've got spare consciousnesses here, just waiting in the computer. Like the consciousness. The con- what's the plural of consciousness? Consciousnesses. Consciousnesses. Yeah. Right. <laughs> consciousness. <laughs> um, uh, we've got all these spare consciousnesses of people who've died that we've managed to download. Yeah. And we just need a body for them, and we'll just we'll put them in the back of your body. <laughs> just put them in your back. <laughs> <laughs> just put them in your back. Uh, but you're saying we cut off everybody's back. Yeah, and we just and stick, then we sew to them together. stick someone else's front so on there. I reckon at least that way you each get a hand. Yeah. That you guys can use. So let's say you want to just be doing your own thing. Yeah. Right. So one person gets to decide, you know, you have to share location and where you're going and stuff like that. Yeah. But you each get to use like a hand and a mouth and stuff like that yeah. and a face. So maybe you're just spending a lot of time on your phone or on the phone. Yeah. So, you're, But you only get one hand. The other hand, is the other hand flipped around so well, it faces the other direction? Yeah, the other hand belongs to the other person. Yeah, okay, and cool. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I guess. And then that, sometimes, you know, you, you do have to work You'd together. You'd never get an itchy back. No, because you wouldn't have a back. Guys, I'm sure, uh, that's the only one I've thought of so far, but I'm sure there are lots of other benefits. Although, you know when you get, like, you know, something is healing, yes, uh, then it can be co- become quite itchy. So, when you get your back cut off, <laughs> and then you get sewed onto somebody else's front, <laughs> yep. that seam between the two of you guys, like, on the inside, you might get fa- phantom back itch. Oh. Imagine that, because, you know, you got, you've got your back amputated. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so, now you got, you, you, like... So you still kind of need to kind of scratch that phantom area, even though if it's, so that's like their belly. In a way, that that might be you know that might be nice for them. Yeah. You come around, you're scratching their belly. And you're like, Must you it? scratch my front, I'll scratch. Yeah. So your you may front. as well just scratch your belly, and then that's a symbol, a, s- a signal to them for them to scratch. Yeah. Their belly. I don't know if you can share feelings. <laughs> I, th- I look, I like I like this idea a lot, <laughs> and I don't know how to turn it into a sketch really. But maybe maybe it is it is just that like in you know it's it's an advertisement for a a, a new like way to save I money. Like, I like, like what if living. what if situations you know it's like what, what if, if what if sketches yeah uh, this is the one of the first ideas I ever came up with was uh, in an alternate in an alternate universe where and that was going to be the name of the show mm-hmm. and and then you could just go yeah and I think I've told you about this before but. Probably, you know, and I think the the example, the only example I really remember, I remember you made it made up a template of a page <laughs> for the idea, and and one of them, <laughs> like a template where in the, like for the idea. This is the way I like to approach sketches. You yeah. get the template sorted out. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed you're not more successful. Well, I'm doing okay. <laughs> I'm doing okay, and uh, 
Yeah, and then the first one I'd come up with was uh, in an alternate universe where uh, police officers don't obey the laws of gravity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so he's like, I'm going to give you a ticket, and then he kind of just starts to float away. Like yeah, that, right? that's great. Um, and so this would be in an alternate universe where mm-hmm. uh, we've there's been too many people in the in the world, which probably now there is. And so to save space, we've got people... <laughs> <laughs> I think Had I their think backs amputated and then they're That's all very well. Yeah. The alternative universe. However, the problem is with the alternative universe where thing, you don't get the people themselves actually trying to justify it. Like I like the idea of seeing two people who've had their fronts sewn onto each other's fronts, yeah. sewn together, yeah. and they're sitting there craning around to try and talk to the camera to explain why they did this and why it's a good idea because it's clearly not. But they were obviously, <laughs> there were some benefits, you know, it's I like the two can live as cheaply as one sort of thing. Yeah. I think it's like, it's the kind of same justifications as people who buy like a hybrid car. Yeah. And things so. Yeah. So oh, it, it is that. It's exactly that. Like it's the, you've, you've gone all in, you've purchased this thing, you've got the Google Glass, <laughs> right? And now you're trying to justify it yeah. to other people and you're trying to make it look cool. I think you've actually got an arrogance to you about it. It's that, it's that sort of, you know, from South Park, yeah. that, that uh, George, George Clooney cloud, a smug cloud. Yeah. You've got, you're, you've got a smugness about you about that, that you've just halved your, your resource uh, consumption yeah. because you, I mean, you wouldn't even be able to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're sitting on, on the other can, person's... No, you can perch on like a, a pole, like yeah. on a vault yeah. kind of pole thing. Sort of use a, like, like, a, like a thin stool. You can still ride a horse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, Maybe even a two-sided horse. A, two, a double-ended horse. Yeah. Um, and then, but then also you'd have to have your a- a- anus kind of go straight down. Mm-hmm. It would be a, like a pointed straight down That's fine. anus situation. You share a, share a mutual... Uh, Straight down anus, double-ended face person, done. All right, I've written that down. Written it down. Yeah. Written it down. Yeah. Write so it down. We're on four. We have to just come up with one more. Do we have any catchphrases? Uh, you and me. Uh, that's not my sock puppet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my sock puppet. No. I really liked on in Ed. Do you remember Ed? I never watched Ed. Never watched Ed? I only watched the uh, episode of Scrubs where the guy from Ed came in as uh, JD's brother. Yeah. And that's how I know about Ed. Yeah. Well, it's because Ed was one of those shows that's not quite A grade, but it wasn't quite B grade. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in between. Because it's a pretty ridiculous idea. <laughs> a guy who lives, who, who's a lawyer and is... But Maybe it is B grade then. Maybe it's not quite C grade. No, I think it's, it's not B grade. I think B grade... It's better than B grade. It's better than B grade because the, the show plus. was good. The show was enjoyable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Michael Ian Black, Black was in it, and he would say, "Yo, Bosco." <laughs> They'd call him Bosco, and he tried to come up with a uh, with a, uh, Catch a catchphrase, and it was, well, "Shave my poodle," <laughs> like that. And he was trying to wor- use that. So right. I guess it was in the same vein as that that I tried the. Uh, that's not my uh, sock puppet. You know who's funny? Uh, David Wayne. Yeah. I watched his web series, Wayney Days, and I thought it was very funny. It was very silly. Yeah. It was very funny. Oh, I'd like to make something very silly and funny. Yeah. Well, I think we've just got to ri- try and write some little narratives sometime. Just like some little narrative sketches. Just try, see what it would be like, come up with some characters, write them out for five episodes, you know, two-minute episodes, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, just, just make it as simple as possible. Minimum level of commitment. Yeah, and then just film them in a day, right? And just see what it's like, and then we'll have done it, and then we can just make it better from there on. Well, I tried to watch some ache. Uh, no, I tried to read Akewood for a bit. Akewood. Yeah, Akewood. It's a web web comic. Oh yeah. A C H E Wood. Mm-hmm. Right there, and uh, and that's one of those things where it's kind of like they're they're kind of cartoons, especially in, in initially they're kind of like one joke cartoons. You know, maybe over four, five, six panels, eight panels, or something like that. Uh huh. But then over time, you just get to know the characters. Yeah. And then suddenly you're in the middle of a narrative. But it's... And, and, and so you could just do things like that. You could make two-minute videos, three-minute videos, and, and they're, just, they're just gags. They're just gags for gags' sake. Just for... Uh, gags for gags' sake. Goofs. The gags Goofing. for goofs' sakes. Yep. You know? And, uh, and then suddenly, you know this person. 
You're in the. You didn't even know it. You thought you thought you were just in there for jokes. Now you're goddamn invested, emotionally invested. Yeah, it's the it's the slow grind. So, <laughs> um, but then then when you're you're coming up with that, do you do 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 the creators know where they're going with it? Do they have characters in mind? Do they know what they're doing? Well, Andy, you know what we just became? Self-aware. Oh, we just became self-aware. We're not telling anybody that we're doing it uh, so that it it goes all the way through. We'll let them discover it. But do we know? We know now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just found Spoiler out. Alert. Yeah, we just found out. We haven't started writing it yet. So then, yes, we do know as long as we don't forget before we start. Okay, but we're not allowed to say anything about it because don't then tell they'll them. know. Don't tell them it's a narrative. Okay. Don't all go. Right. All right. What you're about to watch is a narrative comedy. People who are listening to this podcast, don't tell anyone it's a narrative. Yeah. All right. Whatever we make. If you see something online, yeah. I don't care how far you are into it. Mm. Don't suspect it's a narrative it's kind of fun if the, like then then now we start making stuff and it is just regular uh, like ridiculous kind of sketch stuff that is not connected mm, at all mm. but then now people who've heard this are going to think that it's a narrative yeah they're like a seed planted oh, i wonder where they're going with this <laughs> and then we never make another episode <laughs> it's kind of what's going to happen uh i would yeah i'd like to come up with a character al a character i think i'm going to come up with a character one day yeah i don't think i've ever come up with a character uh what about uh, no. Trial and error. <laughs> Those are both characters. One's an ex. He's a gritty ex-lawyer. Yeah. The other one's a a bumbling <laughs> buffoon. I wonder what Error's story is. <laughs> How <laughs> did he make it so? Well, maybe his dad is the chief of police. His dad. His dad was a policeman. Yeah. And then he died, and through some archaic law. Yeah. He uh, adopted his position. Um, maybe he's position. also like, you know, look, this has be, already be, become too ridiculous, but he's kind of like Psyduck, you know, in, in Pokemon. And he's like completely useless and he gets scared and he's like, you know, he fucks up. But then occasionally he, he something happens and, it, and, and he just snaps into it and he's incredibly powerful. Is that Psyduck's story? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. the real underduck so story. So most of the time he's like, just, just like off the planet. Yeah, but then if he goes, if he snaps into too much of that, then he kind of like, then suddenly his his uh, psychic powers kicking. I'm not saying that error should have psychic <laughs> powers, <laughs> but good. I mean, uh, I mean, the world needs another sort of uh, another Sherlock Holmes type of Agatha Christie type situation here, mm. where somebody can solve things without. Anybody in the audience having any of those clues? <laughs> yeah, that's so fucked. Like some of the early Sherlock Holmes, where you read it and then at the end Sherlock shows up and says, "Anyway, it was his cousin from Zimbabwe." <laughs> You're like, what? Uh, "What? Well, then, what was all this stuff with the dog and the fire and the, you know, the man with the bag of snakes? That had nothing. To- no, no. <laughs> Turns <laughs> out, stray arrow from Zimbabwe. Like." Not only should you have been reading between the lines, you should have been reading an entirely different book. <laughs> you should have been reading this book called Criminals of Zimbabwe. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there you go. But Read between the books. That's, <laughs> that was my policy. That I mean, it's kind of like that with regular life because sometimes it can just be... I mean, I guess most of the time it is somehow somebody who's somehow connected to the person, but then occasionally it can just be this random nutcase. Yeah. From Zimbabwe. <laughs> uh... The, yeah, the 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 completely uh, irrational, unsolvable crime, where the clues mean nothing at all. It's distressing. Yeah, do you think do you think that could be the that could be the point of all the uh, the trial and error things? <laughs> Is that in the end it turns out that 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 yeah, it's just incredibly sad of the state of the world because all these crimes are just completely random. Well, maybe it's like house. Right, a bit in that they get trial and error in when the uh, when the no one else can work out what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Because trial and error, they're such mavericks. Yeah, that that's right because they are just guessing. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the yeah the, the yeah so these are the these are the crimes that nobody can solve because it seems that all the evidence te- uh, leads you to a to a dead end, <laughs> and then there's always somebody who goes. It's bloopus. And then they go, it's not bloopus. <laughs> bloopus. <Yeah. laughs> bloopus was not the disease. I know, it was lupus. I know, I know, but I'm <laughs> making it a man's name. <laughs> like Brutus. We could say it's Brutus. Et tu, Brute? Yeah. The, 
How do you feel about blooper reels? I'm changing the subject completely. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, blooper reels? <laughs> they don't really belong at the end of serious movies. <laughs> I feel? Like, like if The Godfather had had a blooper reel? <gasps> really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe, I mean, it'd be good if, uh, you know, how they say your life flashes before your eyes when you die. Yeah. If... It wasn't that, but it was just they played some bloopers, and then maybe like a little teaser for the next movie. Sort of like a show, like a show that wraps. Yeah. Kind of like they go, all right, here's all the stuff that fucked up over this li- <laughs> lifetime, uh, or here's some stuff that you did that y- that you uh, that we decided not to include in your memories. Yeah. Or oh, uh, oh, somebody's already got a bit about that. That's uh, Simon Keck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or like you die. Yeah. Right, and you're like, huh. And you, like, you die. And then you hear, like, you die, and it's all over. And then you, like, hear a round of applause. Mm. And then you open your eyes, and, like, everyone else is standing up around applauding and hugging, and they're like, we did it, we did it. We did that. We did the whole thing in one take. And you're like, what? And you're like, yeah. the movie, we got it. We got it down. This is amazing. This is going to get all the Oscars. And then you realise that actually everyone else was just an actor. So it's not like Simon Keck's joke. It's actually like the Truman Show. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah. But you die at the end. You die. And you realise that there is no such thing as death. There's only uh, not getting commissioned for another series. <laughs> Be- heaven, heaven is a bit like being commissioned for another series. Also, when you go to heaven, it would be nice to get a round of applause. Also, yeah. there's got to be a sketch about like arriving in heaven. I mean, I'm sure there have been lots that have been done, well, but I've been, I've been we can d- definitely do one. I've had this idea that it's like, um, that even if, because I refuse to believe in God, mostly out of laziness and things like that, but, um, and, you know, what my brain tells me is right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that too. Yeah. Um, but, and also all the people that I hang around with are, don't believe in God, and, and it was just way easier for me. Yeah. You know. Maybe for convenience. Yeah, um, I still think that if it fi- if I found out after I died that that it was real, then I could probably still convince God to just let me in. Like, you know that thing where it's like, well, oh what? Three seconds ago you would have accepted forgiveness, but now at the beginning of this eternity that I've got in heaven, suddenly yeah. it's not good enough. It's like, all right, look, it it, it makes sense. It, it, like, also, the, in, like. In those last few moments of my life, I was being attacked by a shark. Yeah. Like, asking for, you know, accepting God into my heart wasn't, you know, uh, can I get special consideration? Yeah. Something? I, like, I had a flu. But, I mean, if, you're, if, you, if you are really around for an eternal amount of time, this short period of time where you're on Earth should be very insignificant. It's, if not, non-existent. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a blip. It's not even a blip. It's not even a blip. It's smaller than a blip. Yeah, like there's geological time. Even geological time is nothing compared to eternity. Eternity. Yeah. yeah. What What is so significant about about this? So so this is yeah, and, and so I guess the idea that I had in my in my in my mind for this bit is like where I'm like I'll you know I'll just kind of use some salesman <laughs> techniques on him you know like I'll be like, hey, what's your name? God. Oh, that's my mom's name. <laughs> you know, and just kind of say God a lot because nothing sweeter than here the sound of somebody. Do you mind name. if I come in and just get a glass of water? Yeah. <laughs> You're like. <laughs> The gates of heaven. Yeah. I like that. It's the salesman. He's at the gates of heaven. Yeah. And <laughs> then, like, you know, cut to eight hours later, it's 2 a.m., and we've <laughs> kind of been drinking a bit. Yeah. And I go, so anyway, God, what is your deal look, anyway? Yeah, look, no, look, I'll, I'll go to hell. I'll just go. No, and he's like, no, stay. Just crash here tonight. No, I look, I'm, I'm fine. I'll just take myself off to hell. I know the way out. It's fine. <laughs> you don't want me around. You don't want me here. No, I do. It's fine. Don't be silly. It's late. I don't want to, you know, like, th- this seems like a safe neighborhood, but you never know what... It well, is a gated community, after all. What's the point of staying one night, I'll get used to heaven, and then I got to go to hell? I would rather not. Yeah. Oh, stay forever then. <laughs> Boom. Boom. You're in. Sail. You're like that... Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's all that, about the pitch. That backpacker that just won't leave. Yeah. I love it. Write it down. Right. That's the end of the podcast. I've got to go. <laughs> yeah. I actually do have to go.
So uh, just quickly wrapping up, what are the things that we've been through so far in the show? Um, all right, we've got uh, Bowerbird that collects only Boom. Art Deco, and then there's also the option of Bower Boy. Bower Boy. Yeah, and then there's White Collar Crime, which is our our, our comedy cr- crime-fighting TV show about people busting people for white-collar crime. I love it. Tax fraud, and, mm-hmm. and especially like, uh, you know, day traders and things it's like so that. It's so dramatic. So dramatic. A lot of paperwork. A lot of explosions, uh, but only tri- in the photocopier. Trial and error. These guys who just pick randomly. They're cops again. It's another cop show. Yeah. <laughs> they just pick at random somebody who did it. It was the dog. <laughs> Maybe it is like error. He just picks someone at random, and then trial takes it to court. Yeah. Right, and tries to <laughs> fight. The, and like he's slowly losing his mind because these people that error keeps dragging in, there's no way that they could have done it. And also, the the defense, the people who are defending that person are collecting all this evidence that's like, clearly it's not this person because of this and this and this. And then, like, through using that evidence, then they can track down the next person. Yeah. If you take, if you take enough people to trial who get proven innocent, you get a really a solid case with all the evidence that's been <laughs> Once presented. Once you've eliminated the innocent, whoever is left, <laughs> however remote, must be guilty. Must be guilty. It turns out it's the brother in Zimbabwe. Um... And then we've got two people's fronts are sewn together, and they get their backs cut off, uh, share a body, and they're but they're also arrogant because they feel like they're they're doing really good for the planet, and they're kind of better than everybody else. I love it. More conscious, and then there's the sort of getting into heaven, even though you don't believe in God. Thank you. You've been listening to two in, in the, the think, think tank. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.